Hey, what's up, guys? What's going on tonight? Thank you for checking out another episode of the Fantasy Fellow Show. I'm here tonight with John Heffernan. I don't know if Drake's going to pop in tonight. He's having some uh, some newborn baby stuff going on, so uh, a little bit of a late night or late scratch there. He might pop in and out if he can, uh, but we got John here. We're going to be just kind of, this might be like a 30 or 40 minute video. It might be a quicker, quicker, <clears throat> quicker night than normal. Sorry about that. Something stuck in my throat. It might be a little bit quicker night than normal, but uh, John, what's going on, man? Thank you for hanging out tonight. Hey man, thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Talk a little hoops. And uh, with, with, I just saw they they just postponed a game for tomorrow night. So there's been a lot of weird uh, COVID is leaking into the NBA, man. It, uh, it it was a smooth and gracious like first two weeks here, but I mean we saw the Sixers get hit, hit a little bit of the Boston Celtics get hit, and now they just uh, they just postponed a game tomorrow night, and that's gonna be let's see here. Let me see this game real quick. Oh, I can't find it, but uh, I want to say it was. Why can't I find it? It was the 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 Wizards, I believe. The Wizards and the Jazz got postponed tomorrow night, so we're starting to see some weird stuff creeping up. Teams can't fill up their starting rosters, um, so we're gonna try our best here to just kind of cover some loose things and see what we're looking at. Um, I have been looking around for other links for fantasy basketball info. If you just go to NBA.com and you click on the fantasy page here. Uh, they, they actually put together a pretty nice list for the waiver wire pickup. So this is probably something you can click on Sunday nights or maybe Monday mornings and just take a peek. They're going to list out the percent rosters. I think they're using Yahoo's database here. But, uh, I mean, Tyrese Maxey getting a lot of run in Philadelphia with all their issues going on. Justin Holiday. Uh, they're also going to call out how many games they play for the week here too. So this is a really good uh, – if you're looking for a really good waiver wire list, I mean, they go pretty in-depth here too. Uh, all the way down to sometimes 6%, 3% people here. So check out NBA.com and their fantasy info too. And then I also want to pull up, I found an injury report here. I, I basically just Googled NBA injury report because I was looking to see who's going to be in or out tonight. And it looks like they post, you know, at 1.30, 5.30, and 8.30 central times here. And then I clicked into the 5.30 report, and it's going to show you, like, everyone that's been ruled out for, you know, that night's game here. So the Miami Heat, I mean, they're up without several players here. So this is more of a thing where, like, if you're playing DFS or getting some daily lineups in, this might be really valuable, you know, just to make sure you double-check before your lineups get submitted. Uh, but, man, a lot of these teams, you know, a lot of outs here in Cleveland. Let's see here. Wow. Like, uh, Colin Sexton's out again here. So if you were able to pick up uh, – <clears throat> I can't remember his name – Damian Dotson. Damian Dotson's been playing some Dotson, really good yeah. in his in his, uh, in his wake there. But – I don't know, just a couple of links I guess I wanted to show you guys. So, again, if you just Google NBA injury report, I think it took me to um, I just NBA injury report. I clicked on this official NBA link, and it brought me to there. And then you can kind of check out the different time links here. So there will be another one at 730 for the late games. Uh, but I just wanted to show some links. Um, John, what do we got? Uh, I don't know. What do you want to first talk about? I can probably look at some of the things in the chat room. But any other, I guess, opening thoughts here before we get into the show? Well, uh, you said uh, you said that COVID is leaking into the NBA, and it's, it's looking at those outs on some of those teams. I mean, just frightening. Um, it's going to be a long, long year, um, and um, those resources are always valuable because basketball is weird to begin with, with all the day to days and, and just random dudes popping up on injury reports, mm -hmm. but. But the COVID element, you know, you could you could easily have, you know, a day where you thought you were starting six people at, at 1 p.m. and only three of them play, you know, and you could have saw an announcement at 530 and maybe made a little pivot or something. So um, 
that, that, that stuff's really helpful. So good finds, Kyle. And uh, I just want to cover some of the things in the chat room. We got Aiden hanging out again. What's going on, man? Uh, my dad, my, my dad got COVID tonight too. So it was kind of a weird day here. So um, I, I don't live with my parents, but uh, just talking back with my dad in Green Bay. But I hope you're feeling Sorry to hear that, Kyle. Uh, it's we'll be all right, man. We'll be all right. He's getting paid not to work. He's fine. He'll be all right. Um, so Oscar, how would that affect? Then uh, I'll leave that one. Um, but anyways, we got one from Oscar here. How would who would you trade for Bradley Beal? And this is a guy here who he is massively outperforming his his current ADP. Uh, he was a consensus second round pick anywhere from you know twelve to twenty, probably in that range. And if I just filter by fantasy points per game, you're going to see Bradley Beal here second second in the NBA at fifty point four. This is with our, our our scoring where we actually give a little bit of a boost for for offensive rebounds here. So I don't know if that's going to change Bradley Beal's outlook that much but uh I, I bradley beal like what would you give up to get bradley beal at this point like he's he's a top five top three player and um he doesn't miss games he's only missed one game all year so far so i don't know what are your thoughts on bradley beal we we love bradley beal coming into the year um so <clears throat> i mean if you're trying to acquire bradley beal you're gonna have to give up some power players here what do you got yeah, so so Beal, I mean, you know, if you're thinking from a categories perspective, Beal is probably not a top five or top three piece in, in, in fantasy right now. But if you're talking, he's still top 10, top 15. So he's still a very, very super uber valuable. But if you're talking about like a straight points league, right now Beal is, he could, you could make an argument he's the number one player in the league because especially at that shooting guard position, his distance from the second best shooting guard is so much, you know, greater that like positional scarcity thing. It's so much greater than Jokic or Carl Anthony Towns' distance from like the, ne the next, like the third or fourth center. So Beal is in a head-to-head -head points league. He might be the number one fantasy asset right now. And if that's, if you, if you, if you subscribe to that notion, um, I wouldn't trade him for anything. I mean, where, how, what kind of value are you getting in a, if you're trading away Christian McCaffrey, a healthy Christian McCaffrey, or you know, it's just Beal is he's a freak right now. I would, I would, I would demand two top fifteen or top ten players, or you know, if I'm a really if I have a really weak roster, maybe like try to get like four top twenty five guys, you know, to balance myself out a little bit, but. I don't see any good ROI from trading away. So potentially the best fantasy player in the league right now. It looks like his question is like, who would you trade to get Bradley Beal? So like at that point, like you're going to have to probably give up on one of your first, you know, you're probably your first round pick just because it's a name value. Um, but if you're looking strictly at, <clears throat> I mean, Bradley Beal is, he's only one position eligible at the shooting guard. So like if we just quickly filter here by shooting guard real quick, I just want to see like if you're if you're doing just a position for position swap like who who would it take to send like you're going to have to probably do it uh you're going to have to do it two for one just to get Beal and for that to happen you I mean would you take James Harden or Bradley Beal right now Um <laughs> that's a great right. question. I would probably I mean just in a straight if they played the same number of games I'd certainly take Harden but Harden has just kind of shown a, a lack of caring this season and um, you know, that availability is the best ability thing. And, and he's, he's not always maximally available. He's not, it's not looking that bad, but I'm just, I maybe still have some bad vibes from the beginning of the year. Mm -hmm. 
if you're a risk taker, I'd go Harden. But um, if you want a more sure thing this season, I'd definitely go Beal. Okay, but I, I think the point is you're probably looking at a two-for-one for, for Beal at least because someone's going to probably want a shooting guard or a point guard back. You might be able to send a guy like like Steph Curry to get Beal, something like that. But essentially you're looking at trading probably your first-round pick. Otherwise, you're looking at trading you know, two – you know, like a, a second and a fourth, you know, you're probably moving up two really nice pieces just to get the one piece. So it's going to be a little tough. Um, here's, one, here's, here's one here. So Paul George is shooting guard eligible, right? So I'd give yeah. up Paul George and like my second, if I have a great team, maybe my third best center. And if I have an average, if I don't have a great team, maybe my second best center. I mean, I would give up, you know, an elite shooting guard option and then also an elite player to go with it. And I would pray to God the person was naive <laughs> right okay so i think i think we covered that one pretty good here we got calvin in the chat room asking should we hold on to shake milton the latest he's gonna play is saturday if you're probably just looking at you know the week ahead there's really not too many philadelphia 76ers that i could honestly recommend playing like maybe tyrese maxi is one of them let me just look at shake milton real quick I mean, when Shake plays, he's been, you know, he's been playing like a pretty good player that's rosterable. He's getting almost, you know, over over 22 fantasy points per game here. Um, but it looks like he is on the shelf again until Saturday's game. Um, so I guess my advice before we get to John's, I think I would hold on. Like if, if you think you can win your matchup, just looking at we're only one day into the week. But if you think you can win your matchup and hold out to get him back, I think it's worth holding on to. But uh, otherwise, I mean, if you can find another guy that gets twenty points off the waiver wire that can help you now, I think that's I think that's fine. What do you What do you think there, John? Yeah, it really just depends on what's available to you. Like, if you have decent, if you have guys that are averaging 25, 26 fantasy points per game in a head to head points league, um, and you could pick one of those, you know, someone who's maybe even just a couple points per game better on average than Milton, then I'd, I'd certainly be willing to drop him but um you know if, you, if you're light on shooting guards and you like that that dual guard eligibility or you know if he's just one of the better kind of fringe players in your league yeah certainly hold on to him and just ride it out i mean you know it just it just depends on what what your waiver looks like and uh, i'm probably just going to keep walking down we got a lot of questions in the chat room tonight if uh, if that's how if that's how we're gonna do it, uh, but Aiden's asking. So Aiden's got that twenty man, that twenty team league. I don't if you if you recall. I've been yeah. trying to, I've been trying to help him out. We've been looking at guys that are like under five percent, like basically under a half a percent owned. Here he's asking for. Um, so I'm not really seeing anybody on this this NBA.com list here. Uh, but again, I'm, I'm assuming Aiden plays on on uh, the the ESPN platform. I think the easiest thing to do is is probably just to filter by percent rostered. And here, let me actually get off of Philadelphia. Um, and uh, we'll just go by all. But essentially, you're going to you know filter by percent rostered. And we're just going to go back to like the fifth tab. And then basically, you can start looking maybe even the sixth tab. I mean, everybody here is under 2%. But that's how we can kind of weed some things out. I don't really have a really good way of filtering other than like I wish I could filter by percent rostered and then, you know, like put a limit at two percent and then also do the averages uh but it looks like our guy drake is coming in the chat room here tonight so what's going on drake thanks for uh thanks for making it how you doing tonight sir how's it going guys happy to hey, be drake. here awesome to have you how's the uh the teething everything's everything's settled down for now for now sir for now all right we'll see if we can uh, we weather we can... the storms here <laughs> we'll see if we can give you a little bit of an out for a while here 
Uh, but we're basically we're just getting a lot of questions in the chat room, so we've kind of just been hopping around and seeing what we got going on. Uh, I did want a quick look. Justin was asking, is LeBron or Anthony Davis playing? I don't know if they put out their their injury report just yet because they're probably oh, man. The game tonight. Injury reports have been just nuts right now. That's kind of updated cool. by the minute. It's crazy. LeBron is playing tonight, according to ESPN. Okay. okay. So that's kind of what we opened the show with is like COVID, the word I use was leaking. COVID is like leaking into things right now. Um, and then we kind of just, I, I showed some links here. I found an NBA, you know, injury report here that I've been kind of using the last couple nights. Um, this still says LeBron's questionable here. It looks like Anthony Davis is questionable too, but John, you, you saw a tweet from. Yeah. And I just, I just saw the same thing about Anthony Davis. They're both, they're, they're both labeled as DTD on uh, ESPN fantasy right now. What else? But I, I clicked their little news button and uh, they both said they're, they're playing tonight, Tuesday. Oh yeah. That's I think, good. I think the I last that. weeks they've been listed as day to day. Oh yeah. As long as you get like a probable, I'm always comfortable just playing that. It's right. Probable hasn't been wrong, but questionable usually means out. And I think with the, especially those two kind of guys, like if there's something wrong, like we would probably know a little bit earlier than, you know, up to the minute date. Um, but uh, let me just kind of see what else we got going on here. I remember and all DTDs are not created equal. A Blake Griffin DTD is probably an out, whereas a LeBron DTD is probably he's playing. <laughs> okay, yeah, that, that does make sense. I'm getting frustrated with those day-to-days on ESPN. They have to find a better way to, like, if, if a player's not playing, that, that mofo's out. <laughs> like, Yeah, you should be able to move him out or move him to your IR for a day. You know, Maybe, maybe ESPN would hire us to update their, their day-to-days for them. I think they could squeeze us in there for that. The, the same thing happens in baseball, too. You remember playing ESPN baseball. It's that day-to-day stuff, but you it, the guy's already announced out for the week. I, I just I wonder if that's like a problem of just having too many games, you know, a week here. We're yeah. NFL. Like, it's, the update is just one a day. Okay, the guy practiced tomorrow. Right. You know, super easy to keep track with that, but I, I think maybe they're just overwhelmed with all the reports. So uh, you should hire us three to do that for you guys. That would be anyone at ESPN listening. Let us know. Um, uh, my guy Nick here, he was in that chat room over the weekend. Check, uh, check the check the description for our resumes, ESPN. Yeah, <laughs> we'll be uh, we'll be waiting for your response. Under eight with another cover, holding out for Aiden. Um. I'm just kind of looking around here. So Aiden's asking, do you think I could get Kawhi Leonard for Adams and OG Anunobi? Assuming that Steven Adams and OG, like, could, could you think you can lure away Kawhi for those two players? Probably probably a little tough. You might have to offer uh, someone with a little bit more headway there. Um, but uh, I'm just kind of looking around here. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, and you guys got thoughts on Harrison Barnes here. He's wondering if we should sell him high. I haven't looked too much at the Kings. Um Always, I I haven't seen any of this, but I already know I want to sell him high. I just I yeah. always sell Harrison Barnes. Bar- Barnes that's, tends I, to do this. One of my rules every year, you know, you'll get some Barnes moments where he looks just amazing. But so I, I mean, if you're not attached to Harrison Barnes, then yeah, definitely try to sell him high. And I guess I just pulled up the game log here. I mean, he just he just put up a 44 and a half point night in our scoring format. Uh, that's his highest game of the season. I think if you're looking for a moment to do it, I think this would be this would probably be uh, the opportunity. He's ranked eighth in his position. Yeah, he's yeah. 32.1 fans. So. It's here. 
sell, sell, sell. That would be my recommendation. Yeah. I mean, I, I think he could average around 28, 30 right. games in our mm -hmm. league settings, but like, I still think he could probably get something better than that. Um, and if you can find a guy that's in a trade that's getting you 30 plus per game, I, I think do it. <laughs> Pretty easy here. Uh, Aiden's asking uh, Nurkic and is that RJ Barrett? Both got dropped in my 14 person and my worst player is OG. Should I pick one of them up? Like, who are we dropping? You know, we're dropping OG to get either Nurkic or RJ Barrett. I know Nurkic just had a quad contusion last night, so he might be kind of, you know, I don't know if he's going to play tomorrow night. But, uh, Drake, quick thoughts there. RJ, Nurkic, which one would you rather have? Um, I think at this point, I might rather have RJ. Yep. Just, you know, based off Nurchik's injury and his injury report. Also, we're seeing some nice RJ games mm -hmm. here and consistency, and you're seeing some explosions going on there. So I think I, I would definitely go RJ here. Um, I really admire the consistency with the rebounding, too. That's um, This is a really good site here. He's been, you know, averaging 7.6 all season. Um, and then the minutes, with the minutes too, like RJ is going to hold up a little bit better than Nurkic, actually a lot better than Nurkic. Uh, and now that the injury seal is kind of broken on him, um, I mean, you, you might want to go pick up, you know, Ennis Conter for the rest of the week here because he's got, there's a quad contusion that happened the other night here. You see only nine minutes, two points, two boards, uh, only three points here. He's been playing a really good ball. Uh, but now that, you know, we've always kind of wondered if he was injury prone. So this might be, uh, I don't know. I'm going with RJ. John, do you have any quick thoughts on that? RJ versus Nurkic? Um, I own RJ Barrett in our league, so give me RJ. Easy call. Easy call. No problem. Um, I'm just kind of looking through the questions. Drake, what's on your mind, man? What did you want to talk about tonight? This is a this is an open show tonight. We can look at anything you want to look at. Um, what a what a last like week and a half for fantasy basketball, and I. I have to admit, I have to go back to the morning I sent you a text telling Andrew basically to suck it. <laughs> <laughs> and you had already said, well, he sent the white flag and everything. And it's been all downhill since then for That's me. That text. Oh, like, man. just. <laughs> oh, man. COVID and uh, personal reasons. And it's. Guys aren't even playing. I still was scoring pretty, pretty highly. I mean, I lost by a couple of rebounds there, but, but I had all my guys out there. It's damn. You should you should look at the pickups I made today. That's a talking point. Gary Harris, who I think is not even playing today now. I was looking at. I was thinking about getting Gary Harris because I picked up Gary Harris, and like two hours later, I get the fantasy alert that he's not playing. It's just like all right. Typical name. Like, that seems that seems par for the course here. It's hard to I snag Millsap for today. I, uh, it's always nice to get a little trill sap back in your oh, life. Oh boy! And then uh, I picked up a Koro because he's got you know he's got a game going, and I could plug him in. But he's also playing. So another thing that's a, that's a good thing to talk about is. So waiver wires, I would say the last two weeks have been pretty bleak, uh, kind of hard to get through, especially this week with all the people out and all the ads and drops. I'm looking at minutes a lot, and that's just – I'm looking at guys that are going to get just 
30 plus minutes and opportunities. Maybe they're not capitalizing on those opportunities right now, but if they're getting high amount of minutes, your, uh, your chance is higher that they're going to hit some fantasy points for you. And that's a really good observation because, um, I mean, I've been doing my fantasy football shows all year and finally stopped. And one of the number one things that I would try to point out to people was snap counts. Snap counts is equal to minutes in NBA. So you want guys that are going to be on the floor, even if they have a bad night, if someone gets over 30 minutes, that's worth, you know, noting down and putting them on your watch list. Because if that happens again and they have a big night, all of a sudden you kind of got the ends of the spectrum and you're starting to figure that out. Um, And I guess with that, the other really important, if you guys play ESPN, like just filter by last seven, this is how to find, I think the most like recent seven day trends to see who's playing the most minutes. So guys, uh, I mentioned his name at the, earlier in the show. It's Damian Dotson, no Colin Sexton tonight. And he's been playing just the last week. You see 31 and a half, 41 and a half, 28 fantasy points, kind of filling up the assist. He's been kind of one of their best scorers as well. He's really good in, in on defense here with the steals too. Um, so if you were able to snag a guy like Damian Dotson, only 4% owned, um, who know, like Drake, are you able to tell us what's going on with, with Colin Sexton? I, the, the entire Cleveland Cavaliers are kind of just a, a walking hospital right now. <laughs> yeah. Just an injury bug going on with everyone. So <clears throat> I think I kind of know what you guys know. It's just all day to day. Um, you know, Garland was earlier this week listed out for at least the week. Um, Shoulder for Garland. Yeah, Sexton's now got some stuff going on. Love's been out, and he'll be out for the, a couple more weeks. So, hmm. um, I did want to come out. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of a a crapshoot over there right now. Um, and I did want to say because I'm in my uh, my free fellowship league uh, that we're doing on the side with some people on YouTube and Twitter. Um, Darius Garland was dropped and we have an IR spot. So uh, that's one, you know, useful thing for me is I will, if I'm bored, I will look at, uh, I'll go to ESPN and I'll filter this health tab. Anyone that's IR eligible and I don't have my IR filled up, I'll go look at it and I'll read through some of these news blurbs to see who's coming back and when they're coming back. And uh, a guy like Darius Garland, if he's been cut in your league, he's definitely worth holding on to. I would imagine maybe next week we, we maybe see him kind of ease back into the lineup. Or if he can make it, you know, by this weekend, that would be great too. But uh, just keep keep an eye on there. And uh, I guess since we're on the injury bug here, Thomas Bryant, uh, torn ACL. He's out for the year. This happened, uh, I think, on Sunday night maybe or Saturday over the weekend here. So the Wizards are going to have a little bit of a shuffling, you know, at the four and the five positions here. So I did want to kind of just pull up uh, what I'm looking at for the the Washington Wizards uh, at the, at those positions. Uh, Drake's been kind of on and off the Davis Bertons. I guess can you tell us a little bit about what Bertons has been up to? <laughs> Bertons does Bertons things. You know, you're gonna get fantasy points if he's scoring points. Um, if he's having a good shooting night, he's. I wouldn't say he's trended completely upward, but he kind of has trended a little better. But another guy that I feel comfortable just dropping and adding and dropping again and. If someone scoops him up, so be it. So, I, I mean, a, a major injury. Thomas Bryant was their starter at the center position. I think he played probably around 25, 26 minutes per night. So it's not a lot of minutes, but there's going to be opportunity here. Uh, the guys that, I mean, Robin Lopez is filling into the starting lineup here. I don't know if you want to touch this. Uh, but uh, I know some people added more. It's Wagner here. Is it Wagner or Wagner? Wagner, right? I think it's Wagner, yeah. I think it's Wagner, Wagner yeah. 
So there's, I mean, there's some secondary center positions. If you play in a 20 man league, like our guy, Aiden, maybe, maybe Moritz Wagner is going to be there for you. Uh, otherwise the guy that I think this is going to help the most, a guy like Thomas Bryant out, it's going to really open things up for Ruri Achimura. I think he's going to be the biggest benefactor. Like if there's going to be more minutes for somebody, they're going to give the young kid uh, more minutes there. And probably the rookie here, Denny, uh, as well here. So it's probably going to be concentrated, I think, more towards a smaller lineup, and they're going to rotate uh, the caveman Lopez here and Mr. Wagner. But um, I don't know. Do we do, like? Do we need to talk about any other injuries? Is there something? Um, I don't know. Just up for up for grabs here, Drake. What else is on your mind tonight? I mean, obviously, I think you guys probably talked about how COVID is probably swept through the league here and injuries by the second. You just gotta gotta be active. Don't be afraid to use up your you know roster claims. But again, look at that um, amount they're playing that week on hashtag basketball. I like to always you know have that up on the screen next to me. So I want to see a guy that's playing four or five times a a week that's who you're looking at picking up for that team sometimes you're not going to find someone i was trying to find an indiana pacer earlier this week to pick up that i wanted to play and doug mcdermott was not the answer unfortunately so but i like to kind of look at that too when you're making pickups because we only get five a week and i feel like i could use up 10 (laughs) right you could probably get seven per week Uh, especially right now I just want to show this link. If you go to hashtag basketball.com, they have this really nice schedule grid here where Sunday night, if you're looking ahead for the rest of the week here, just go here on a Sunday night. They're going to give you, you know, everyone's games for the next week here. And they're going to give you a number of games. So like teams that stick out are the Pacers with five games. Uh, the Sixers had five games, but that's, you know, not exactly a good situation for this week here. So it's going to tell you, you know, three, five, the Timberwolves play two. So you probably don't want to pick up a Timberwolf for the week. Um, so this is a really good resource and link here, hashtag basketball.com. And it's just their advanced NBA schedule grid. So if you want to check that out on Sunday nights or Monday mornings, kind of just get a, a vibe and look for the week ahead. I think that's a really, really good idea. Um, but I kind of want to just see what else we've got going on in the comments here. looks like they're all doing well here. I'm looking for questions though. Any opinions on Will Barton? Could he bounce back? He's been shooting horrendous rates now. Uh, any thoughts on that, John? Have you been, Keeping up with the Denver situation. Um, I'm only I'm following Millsap very closely as of this morning. Um, beyond that, not really paying that much attention to Denver. Uh, watching some Jokic highlights always because they're fun, and I need new things to do on the basketball court. But Barton is um, a guy who I was drinking a lot of Kool Aid of like two years ago, and. He had some injury like last season and really ever since then, and maybe that injury happened two years ago. I don't even really remember, but either way, since this recent injury thing, um, he has not recovered to the same usefulness he used to be. Um, He's, he, he has, he's not like, especially like in our league, if a guy like that's floating around on the waiver wire, you're going to pick him up because we were in a deeper league and he's scoring nearly 25 points a game. But I was just kind of looking at those fantasy stat lines, you know, you see just as you see twice as many in the teens as you do in the 30s. So it's a, it's a he's an inconsistent guy. Um, I'm not I'm not super excited about him, but there's a chance he might be better than you know who's on your waiver wire. So just hey, I don't know. I wouldn't be afraid to drop him if there are better options. I guess I'll put it that way. 
this, he's one of those guys that's getting minutes. Drake kind of talked about that being a key factor here. You just you just don't like seeing. I guess tonight he's playing well. In ten minutes, he's got ten point seven five points. So he is he's kind of rebounding here. But just looking at his game logs real quick, if you can just stomach you know these thirteen point fives, these twelve point two fives, you're going to get rewarded. You know with a twenty, a twenty nine, a thirty six, a thirty. Uh, you can kind of even those things out here. So don't like panic when you see like a thirteen point five that doesn't stick around. You know, it doesn't look like a lot of some of these other numbers here. So I think you you ride it out with Barton, and um, he's not missing games either. So that's yeah. especially this year. That's kind of nice. He's averaging twenty four point two. It says up there at the top. So I mean, our kind of cutoff is twenty yeah. points. If he's dropped, if you're gonna roster a guy, you gotta have at least have you know at least twenty plus points per game. So I would probably hold on to him, um, especially in today's waiver wire. And all it takes is um, it says he's shooting 40.2% from the field here. His, he shot 45 last year. So, I mean, if he just has a week where he shoots 50% pretty much every game here, all of a sudden that narrative is going to change. You're going to be a little bit more excited. So hold on to him. He's a veteran player. Um, things could get a little bit uh, – I, I still think we're, we're not really seeing good NBA basketball just yet. There's been a handful of games that I've sat to watch. Uh, there's a couple overtime games that I, I was able to catch at the end of the, 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 uh, the overtime there. But uh, I don't know. It still feels like we're, we're feeling out, you know, teams and rotations and stuff here. But we're starting to kind of get things figured out. And I guess with saying that, too, is I find this morning when I when I woke up and I looked at the NBA standings, I just like to look at it uh, every morning to see how the games went. It finally looks like these are kind of normal. Like, <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember looking at these the last, like, week or two. But, like, okay, East, Boston, Milwaukee, Sixers, Pacers, like, that's kind of the top four. You can probably throw the Miami Heat up there, too. Uh, but things are kind of starting to even out and, and look a little bit more normal, and especially with the Western Conference too. You got LA, LA. But what are the Phoenix Suns doing? Seven and four. They're they're you know, they're kind of keeping that. I uh, feel like they could be better too. Yeah, that's some that's of their losses have been brutal. I, I don't know. I feel like the Suns aren't aren't even close to as good as they're gonna be. Well, it still feels like Chris Paul's not like even close to. Yeah, in with that team yet? They're still kind of getting him figured out with the offense and how they want to get. Uh, Suns are probably going to make a move to at a deadline. They they feel like that team that's going to add another piece. What kind of piece do you think they would be targeting? Uh, like a secondary player, like a sixth or seventh man type guy. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Okay, so some kind of veteran scorer off the bench there. That could yeah, be, that could be a pretty good move there. Um, but uh, I just want to pull something up here because we got a lot of people in the chat here it looks like our guy oscar traded beal for colin sexton at some point here so it's just been kind of fun reading some of the comments through here um oscar says he won the trade aiden says no way i don't know just a couple a lot of things going on here but i don't know if we need to touch on that we kind of expressed our our bradley beal love at the beginning um i think i'm taking the bradley beal side uh as as much as i love colin sexton uh bradley beal is going to lead the nba in scoring uh this year here so i do think um as far as i mean in like if you would have <laughs> if he didn't get hurt or he's not he's got yeah. the injury thing going on like th- it could be different like like at the time of the trade you know you probably thought you're selling high on bradley beal here uh but also too is the thing that bothers me about the trade is you sent away bradley beal who you probably took in the second round and sexton could be had i mean when when was he taken in most drafts like you know between 75 and like 80 somewhere in that range yeah, here. So I think it, I think it might have been a little bit of a loss. In theory, you probably could have got um, a two for one for Bradley Beal. You could have got Sexton plus, 
Um, so I think I think that's probably what I would have tried to do. But uh, yeah, it, it depends on your roster situation too. Um, you know, maybe you had some other guards, so you were able to move appeal for someone that you were cheering for. Um, but yeah, I, I would definitely at this point lean towards Beal in this situation, but I I don't think it's a total um, loss of a trade. It's a long season too. Like you yeah. get it now and say, yes, Bradley, it, obviously the Bradley Beal side looks more appealing in a month. Yeah. From, who knows? I, I, I yeah. Don't I, I mean, Beal's health. That's always a question too. Health yeah. kind of flows. The COVID goes and comes and goes like there's so many weird things going on. So maybe in a month, two months, this, you know, this could look, a lot different but if you really like colin sexton and like that's your you know your move no one's gonna you know do what you want to do you got to get the players that you like to have fun with uh drake's a big cavaliers fan so this kind of seems like something that that he would you know really uh not have a problem with there if you get your guy you get your guy and uh, absolutely let anyone tell you that it's a bad trade if you in theory it can be a bad trade but as long as you uh as long as you're winning games man you know who gives who gives a crap how how yeah Get your players, you know. We'll see how it turns out in a month. Uh, but I kind of want to just get to, we got a couple more thoughts here. Thoughts on Royce O'Neal. Have any did you, any of you guys pick up Royce O'Neal lately? I feel like one of you did. I've got Royce, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, he's, 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 he's very hot and cold. Um nice you pulled it up. Yeah, he's you know only only Royce O'Neal can go 32, 15, 25, 49. 18. <laughs> That's, that feels like a very Royce O'Neal uh, stretch of games. He's he's solid, but he's 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 about as boomer bust as it gets. He's going to end with a with a you know a rosterable average, but there's going to be a lot of games where he's in the teens. So if you can stomach that, then he he could win you a, a week too. I mean, if he puts up two you know 40 plus games in a week randomly, uh, that could be that could be a winner. So so like. like- this is like the type of player that I wouldn't look. Um, it's almost he's almost like a stock. I don't really care what his price is today. I care about him, you know, like in a week's worth of time. If I can get three or four games out of him, I just want 50, 60 points as long as he's hitting, you know, 50 on the low end and maybe the, the high end 70. I think that's kind of the net you're looking for. Uh, but a guy like Royce O'Neal in a 10 or 12 team league, you're probably looking at him as maybe the you know second or you know the worst player on your team. So as far as as far as having him be your worst player on your team, I'm totally cool with it. If he's helping in with 60 points, you know, per week, he's averaging 22.8. So that's even more. That's you know roughly almost 69 points or 68 points per game there or per week. Um, and back so, to our minutes discussion, his his yep. minutes per game are very encouraging uh, too. Almost 32 minutes per game here, and it's not really slowing down too either. Even though like he had a zero point game, he's probably going to be right back up there against Cleveland tonight. Um, and then he does kind of spread some things around. If he's if he's if he's not getting you know steals, he'll he'll keep getting assists and rebounds. The blocks kind of seem scarce here, but he is pretty active on defense. So this is a guy in a 12 team league. Like this would be this is like this is exactly what you're looking for off the waiver wire. I would think for like a weak pickup. Um, in, in definitely in our league here. So I, I do like uh, Royce O'Neal, but he's kind of one of those guys that uh, you probably only, if he's got t- three games in the next, you know, four nights, that's probably the move where he's kind of on and off your roster, kind of towards the bottom of your roster there. Um, but then we got yeah. asking about Osman, uh, Steady Osman, because uh, Kevin Porter Jr. hasn't played yet due to personal reasons. Drake, what do you got there for us on Mr. Steady Osman? 
Yeah, I mean, keep playing Seti if you're looking for uh, some some minutes, guys. And as long as he's healthy, he's one of the few Cavs that's healthy. I mean, you can see last seven days, 34 minutes. Um, him and uh, Isaac Okoro are definitely two guys to be looking at to fill in right now. Um, Kevin Porter Jr., there's no indication that he's going to be playing anytime soon. So I would definitely look at these guys. If you're looking for minutes, you're going to get some inconsistent play. Again, you can kind of look at your points there. But like we talked about, it's the waiver wire. So if you're looking at um, picking up someone that's going to get some minutes here in the next week or two, I would definitely look at him and uh, Isaac Okoro. And he seems to, like he's sure like the last okay not counting tonight the last five games uh, the minute totals have been 34 31 38 33 and 38 that's I mean that that's the number I think we care about most right now we've kind mm-hmm. of talked about how much we value minutes and we just know that okay any given night you're gonna you're gonna get the floor game or you can get you know the 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 highest ceiling game perspective but Osman's kind of somewhere falling in between. And if he doesn't get the the points, you know, the double-digit points, he's still going to chip in boards, assists. And I like how active he is on defense. You see him kind of filling up this steals column here. Uh, if he doesn't get a steal, he'll get two the other night there too. So uh, I do think uh, as far as – I mean, we just kind of looked at what the Cavaliers got going on here with all these out situations. Uh, Osman might be a guy worth, uh, worth taking a look at. He's only 14% owned here too. And then since we got onto the Okoro discussion, let me just pull up his numbers here too. Only 6.4% owned. Again, we're looking at a rookie here, but they're just getting 40 minutes. minutes. Yeah, 40 minutes. Like, oh my, do we get points for minutes? Should we get a, a point per minute league? <laughs> um, Look at those last three games. I mean, before right tonight, that's fun. 39, yeah. 34, and 40. Yeah. The stats aren't there yet, but. If you come down here you know, around Christmas time, the 23rd, 34, you see 42. So this is clearly a guy that the Cavs want to get on the floor. Um, so if you have patience and you want to kind of just keep him as, you know, your worst player in a, in a 12-man league, I do think uh, Okoro is worth a look at. Uh, but we kind of did mention, you know, a lot of these guys are going to be coming back, whether it's Sexton or Garland, even Exum. You know, there's a lot of guys coming back here. Um, Love Kevin Porter Jr. Jones. Jr. Uh, who else was on that list there? Matthew Dellavedova, but whatever. Kevin Love, that'll kind of mix up some of the big guy minutes there, yep. too. But uh, we kind of hit on the Cavs uh, quite a bit here. So we're going on almost 40 minutes here. We got to get John to that Badger-Michigan game here. So we'll probably it's not good right now, John. It's not good. Big Badger game? Are we getting, are they getting blown out here? It's 54 to 26 at Michigan. No way. It was no insane. way, really? We yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to watch that. <laughs> All right, so uh, we're back on the menu. Uh, let, me see. let me see what else we got here. So Nick is asking, should we trade Deontay Murray, Harrison Barnes, Darius Garland, and then he would get Jamal Murray, John Collins, and Lonzo Ball. So a lot of pieces involved here. Yeah. Uh, I can kind of talk for a little bit if you guys want to just keep digesting that. But, again, it's Deontay Murray, Harrison Barnes, and then Darius Garland. So you're kind of, you know, banking on Garland coming back and stepping his whatever 30, you know, average probably around 30-some points per game for fantasy. Jamal Murray is kind of one of those potential buy-low candidates that I talked about last night. He's been really inconsistent and just hasn't been shooting the ball very well. Collins is probably the best piece of that deal at the moment. Uh, and then Lonzo Ball has been kind of a, a disappointing player to start there too. Um, so you, you're, you're basically – 
getting some guys that are potential buy low candidates here. Lonzo Ball, he's getting the minutes. So we we, we love the minutes here, uh, but he's just been kind of inconsistent. Like the, the points have been pretty good around there. He's averaging about 12.4 points per game. Uh, but just with a healthy Zion and the way Brandon Ingram's playing, you're looking at a guy that's kind of like the third fiddle for the most part. So some nights he gets left out. Uh, but now that uh, I've kind of mentioned some things here, Drake, what uh, what side do you lean to? Are you making this deal to uh, to acquire Murray, Collins, and Lonzo Ball? Yeah, I think when you look at this trade right now, um, if you're just going to compare the current numbers, it's probably going to come out pretty even, but I love the potential you're going to get if you're getting Jamal Murray, Gar- you know, Collins, and uh, Lonzo. Lonzo's, you know, his numbers should go up a little with his assists and stuff, but uh, he's he's the weakest part of that. But you're getting John Collins and Jamal Murray. I would take that trade in a heartbeat here. John, do you have any thoughts on that? I guess the one player that I really like is Deontay Murray. He's not like a, a top end piece here, but he's I, I really value his consistency. So I do miss some of that. We kind of talked about the potential, you know, sell high on Harrison Barnes. Essentially, you're, you're, you're kind of moving out Harrison Barnes for John Collins, which I think we all would smash that button in a heartbeat. Uh, but what do, you, what do you think about this deal, John? Um, it's, a, it's a really complicated one. Yeah, I, I mean, Drake, you know, mentioned, you know, from, a, from an output perspective, the, the sides are pretty equal. Um, you know, I, I actually, I think the Murray Barnes Garland side, you know, fantasy wise has been better so far this season. However, I, I agree with Drake 100 I, percent. Jamal Murray and John Collins are the best two players in this deal. Um, not just like in real basketball sense, but like in a fantasy sense too. I, obviously, Murray and Garland have outscored them so far this season. Um, Deontay Murray has outscored Jamal Murray. I should specify when we're working with the two Murrays here, but um, but even still, I just think they're the upside that Jamal Murray has and the upside that John Collins has is so high. I would I, I'm salivating over that side of the trade. And uh, I mean, as much as we all kind of like Darius Garland, like he's he's got an ankle injury. So, or was that um, I can't remember if that was an ankle or is it the shoulder? The shoulder injury for him, and I don't know if that's a shooting shoulder. I'm not sure if, if Drake knows that answer, but the chances of him coming back, you know, maybe this weekend or next week early and just being 100% right away, I don't know. It might take a little bit of time to get into here. So the time I think would be now to strike and get the Murray Collins Lonzo Ball side of that deal here. And it is for a points league too. So I think that keeps everything the same for us. Um, so I think we all sign off on that, uh, you know, side of the trade there. So our guy Calvin is asking for a simple question here, but any sleeper you guys have been personally eyeing? Um, whether that's probably watch list for us. I don't know if, if you guys want to talk about some of the players that you guys added within, you know, the last week or expect to, to maybe scoop up, you know, in the coming days. Patrick Williams. Okay. Um, that's a sleeper you can look at. It's pretty clear that he's going to be the starter in that position with the Bulls. So, again, you're going to get high minutes. You're not going to get these insane amount of points, but it's been pretty nice. Um you know, you got that kind of 16-point game in there, but most of those games you can live with from a bench guy that you can toss in at two right. positions. Um, that's a guy I, I would start looking at um, in fantasy. 
Okay, and he's only 14.1% owned. It looks like Drake does have him on our Money League team here. So that's a really good one. We, we were kind of talking about Patrick Williams in my chat last night too, um, seeing what we could potentially get him for a trade with him in that 20-man league because uh, I think the value is pretty good for Patrick Williams right now. But uh, uh, I don't know if Drake had any more people to talk about, but John, did you have any sleepers or potential guys that you may have been picking up this week? Um, a couple guys I like, uh, just kind of looking at the list of guys that are like 20% or less owned. Sure. Um, Cole Anthony is right on the, the edge of that. And while he hasn't really contributed much outside of scoring and he isn't really even scoring that much, I just kind of think, um, if you can invest in an, in kind of a, uh, something that might pay some serious dividends in the very near future, or maybe in the next month or two. Um, he's a guy like if you need help now, um, guys like um, Millsap, uh, Cam Reddish, Lou Dort. Those are guys I think yeah, we talked. We talked a good amount about uh, Chetty Osman. Mm -hmm. is, it, is it Seti or Chetty Drake? Whatever we want. <laughs> um, I, I always thought it was Chetty. So I always thought it was Ch yeah. It just it doesn't come off my mouth right, but. Um, a guy I've been playing a lot of, I've, I've been dancing with a lot this year is Javel McGee. <laughs> um, he's he's getting some run. And a guy, another guy I really like that I haven't picked up really yet, but I've been doing it a little bit in DFS because he's always really cheap. Uh, Thaddeus Young. Um, he, he, he's especially when you kind of factor in points per minute, which I know is something Kyle always likes to look at. He's 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 doing about 25 minutes a game and 20 fantasy points a game. Um, but he's also had a couple like just absolute goose eggs so he's i think he's i think he's slowly rounding into form in chicago and and um if patrick williams doesn't work out uh that young could you know w one of those two is going to eat at some point this year it just it kind of depends on who takes over the, the roster spot or the starting spot and that uh, kind of just strengths, strengthens the theme that we've kind of been talking about a lot on our shows is looking at those teams that, one, just aren't very good and they have young players that they're trying to get on the court and there's just, you know, a kind of like a hamster wheel of opportunity where they're going to keep moving people around and you kind of kind of follow those minutes. Uh, and I guess the guy that I want to kind of talk about as a potential sleeper here is Hamadou Diallo. I don't know if I said his first name right here, but the man's been on fire the last two nights. He's scored 25 and 23 real points in games. He's seen, you know, season highs and minutes the last two games, 24 and 29. Had an 11-point rebound game in one of these two and a four-steal game, 46.75 points and 41.5. So he's, he's less than 20% owned. So this is if I had to recommend somebody that – could be available in your league. This is probably the guy. Um, and again, we, we've talked about Oklahoma City kind of a lot. I think I even got uh, SGA as the cover of tonight's video. Um, but uh, just really intriguing player here. These last two games have kind of caught my eye. And uh, the way that I've been you know, able to find him is, again, I just filter by my last seven, and I'm going to filter by by average points per game, and he kind of just shoots up to the charts here. So I do like uh, Hamadou Diallo quite a bit. Um, and then let me see if I can find – uh, who else I was looking at here? I thought I might have um, – there was a guy that was on and off my team last week, and that's J. Michael Green uh, for Denver. Um, he wasn't like a super sexy pickup, but he did the work. I think he got four games out of him last week, and I got a, a 24, a 17, an 18, and a 24. And if, if that's the week's work, I was pretty happy with it. Um, he's not going to play a lot of minutes, so it kind of goes against what we've been saying. But I like that he's averaging a consistent – 
around of 20 minutes. He's going to get me double digit points. He's going to flirt with six to nine rebounds, it looks like. And then any kind of bonus points with the assists and steals. But uh, he's less than 9% owned. Averaging the 20.8, that's kind of the magic number we've talked about at 20. So this is a guy that, uh, I don't know, if, if you see he's playing, you know, two nights in a row. I mean, he's not a starter by any means, but uh, really simple guy here. I like the, I like the follow of the points here. And I, can't, I think uh, Porter Jr. was out um, over there for... Um, what is he's that? out in additional 10 days, which was a couple <laughs> days ago because of maybe, some COVID reason. I don't know. Maybe but. throughout the week and maybe through the week. <laughs> it, it's been a rough go. Why don't you just pull up my team? We can talk about that. For... Uh, we don't need to. We don't need that pain. We don't need that pain. Uh, can, I, can I give? Uh, can I give Aiden a, a, a less than point five percent owned deep deep yeah. sleeper? We got the question, so I know he's still on. So Aiden, uh, Aiden, I know you need a real real deep sleeper. So I just pulled. I just I had to scroll really far to get here. Um, but two guys I like. Um, Caleb Martin for the the, the Charlotte Hornets. Um, he's 0.3% owned. And, uh, I mean, I got to go with the homer pick, but Pat, Pat Connaughton, Planet Pat. Um, I just – I think he's. I think he's got one. One of his next three games is going to score over thirty points. So I hope you hit on it, Aiden. Uh, but those are my deep sleepers for you, boss. All right. So Caleb Martin uh, there for you, Aiden. Charlotte Hornets, and then uh, Project Pat. Pat Connaughton. Let me see if I can pull his numbers up here. I don't. What was Pat's issue? Patty uh, man. Um, he's starting to come along now. He's. You know. He, he, you are sick, John. <laughs> you are sick. Eleven minutes. He's, Hey, look at that last game, though. He's he's starting to peak. He's one of those players that he's going to get more points than the minutes that he plays. Um, so he's he's never going to be a starter for the Bucks unless there's an injury to maybe Pat or to DiVincenzo or anything like that. Uh, but a guy that uh, is averaging 16.5 minutes, which is he's 0.3% rostered, guys. Yeah, but the, yeah, yeah. So Aiden's looking for dudes that are 0.5% yeah, rostered or lower. That's a good. That's a good ad, actually. I mean, yeah, I, I, I reacted. Yeah, gotta, 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 but... Context factor in that context. league, if, if Pat Connaughton's your worst player, I think you're doing okay. Well done, John. So there you go. That's for Aiden Pat Connaughton. And he did have another question too. What do you guys think about Ben McElmore? I'll take Pat Connaughton. Yeah, do we have any thoughts on he's 1.2% owned here. Uh, and I, I just think Pat's going to offer you more stats, you know, on the rebounds, the, the steals and the blocks even too. Um, I think, I think I'm going to agree with that. I'm going to go with Connaughton over Mr. McLemore there. Um, we got, uh, so we had a trade guy last night asking his, his name's Severin here. He were asking advice on a trade regarding Tyler hero. He managed to get uh, Andrew Wiggins for Tyler Hero. What do you guys think of that move? Is that I think it's I think it's fine. I think Wiggins is probably you know Hero's going to score a lot, which is helpful in a head-to-head points league. But he doesn't really do that much else. He might get a couple assists, but Wiggins, I, I like his ability to get like defensive stats, which are sometimes worth a little more in a points league and. He had four um, blocks the other night. Yeah, look at his his averages this year. He's. I, I I would agree with John on that. You're getting it's not as what they would call sexy as a player, right. but you're you're definitely getting more value, I think. Assists, blocks, rebounds. And uh, 17 and a half points is where like just actual points per game is more than I thought he was doing too. So that's that's yeah, he's 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 contributing. 
He's been a sneaky good player for me. The, the whole Golden State Warriors were kind of slow out the gate, but they've actually kind of rebounded nicely. Uh, and then the thing I wanted to point out with Hero is uh, the Heat have just been one of the weirdest teams as far as injuries and COVID all year long. So he's getting a lot of opportunity right now. So this was kind of like a buy or a sell high kind of moment, I think, for Hero. Uh, once we start seeing Jimmy Butler and some of their other core pieces on the field or on the court getting more shots up, you might see some of these numbers get a little bit more inconsistent and, and, and lower there. So I, I do think we ended up with uh, Andrew Wiggins for Tyler Hero, man. I think that's a really good move for you. Yep. Um, and then let's see here. He wants us, Aiden wants us to look at Josh Hart's rebounds real quick. <laughs> so let's just see what Mr. Hart's doing. Hart was one of those guys that only 12.1% owned. I looked to see if he was available, but I think my, my dad drafted him. Yeah, my dad picked him up. Never mind. Uh, but the man's getting 8, 10, 10, 7, 11, 6, 10. He's averaging 8.4 rebounds per game. Um, wow. That's this is a, that's a good spot here. I like the fantasy point consistency too. We like the minutes here. Only 12.1% on. This is going to be a stamp here, I think, between the three of us. That if he's available, go get him, right? Mm-hmm. What position does he play? Shooting guard? Small Shooting guard and small forward. So one of those multi-position guys. Good point, Aiden. Yeah, great point, Aiden. This is a guy here. If, if you're in a 10-team league, he's probably still worth you know being rostered there too. 23.1 you know points per game. Uh, go and get your Josh Hart there. So Josh Hart is the he is the fourth most rebounds at the guard position in the NBA. Just if, for guys who have played six games or more on a per game basis, the only three guards ahead of him are Russell Westbrook, who's you know triple double king, Luca and Ben Simmons, who are really power forwards based on their size. So yeah, Josh Hart is absolutely destroying rebounding from the guard spot or from that, you know, kind of that wing spot, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Aiden's asking how we feel about Grandpa Rondo. I don't have any thoughts on Grandpa Rondo, Drake, any, anything on Mr. Rajon Rondo. I, I, I don't know what's going on with Rajon Rondo, to be honest. Well, he's on the Hawks, so that's good. To yeah. Know. <laughs> There's not much to report. I think we're going to stay away uh, from Mr. Grandpa Rondo. Let him uh, let the man in have his piece um yogi here uh and then yogi's we- on the calves by the way yeah what do you what do you know what do you got for us on yogi i don't know we just signed him yesterday i think but he's playing today <laughs> so that that's the state of the calves big news big news. <laughs> yes did he play last night or was he um <laughs> yeah maybe he played last night yeah okay, interesting well it's nine points in 17 minutes two rebounds and assists two steals in a block just stuffing it all up yep um 10-day contract. All right. We'll put him in, coach. Let's see what happens. Um, Taco Fall. I, I did notice Taco Fall had a good game the other night with some blocks. Uh, but uh, Aiden notes here with the, Celt- with the Celtics COVID issue thing going on right now. I mean, I don't really know when. Like, you'd have to basically know if Taco is going to be even playing in that game. But the one game that he did get extensive look, 22.25 points. I just I don't know if, if we can trust him. Like, if, if I yeah, got- It's going to be have the, the right matchup, too. You know, you're going to have to be playing against a traditional type center team where Taco's going to get some minutes. Um, it's going to be really hard to for him to be moving around a lot. So, And uh, I just, I mean, I, I would basically have to get the alert that he's starting like, for me to want to even play him. Um, I think I think that it's just a little too unclear. Uh, but if, if Aiden's playing in a 20-man league and Taco Fall starts getting some consistent minutes. I think that's definitely a guy uh, maybe worth putting on the end of the bench here. Uh, and then that uh, Wiggins trade was a ESPN points league here. 
Uh, whoa, Canada Tutorials hanging out. It says, we are a bunch of beauties. Keep it up, eh? So I think that makes uh, that makes John's night for sure. Maybe tickles Drake's night a little bit there. Uh, but from Canada, we got Appreciate it. fellowship has, has reached Canada here. So uh, I did see some Bull Bull stuff earlier in the chat room too. So maybe let's just finish up with Bull Bull. Uh, but I'll pass it to either, I guess, John, do you have any final thoughts before we get out of here tonight? We're almost up to the hour. Uh, but any final thoughts here tonight on Tuesday, January 12th? I, let's just keep doing fantasy basketball, man. I hope the season keeps rolling along. It's been a wild ride so far. Um, Bowl Bowl has not scored more than five fantasy points in any of the six games he's played. So he's uh, – I would avoid at all costs. But, again, if you're in a weird leagues, grab him. And uh, Drake, any final thoughts? I'm glad you were able to join the stream tonight. It was good to see, uh, it's good to see you on the chat room tonight. But any final thoughts before we get out of here? Um, you know, just kind of what we hit on earlier a little. It it's getting weird season. Uh, we're getting the COVID stuff, so I think every fantasy team at some point this season is going to go through yep. a one to two week stretch. It's ten days right now for protocol, so. It's going to be a hard, um, every team's going to go through it. Pay attention to those waiver wires, but you can't just be looking at the top guys. You got to do some digging. So that's why you got to keep coming back every Tuesday night so we can tell you um, all our wonderful advice. And just, you know, keep grinding. It's going to be a long season. So some of those things, like we touched on, look at those minutes. Look at guys who are playing, like Kyle had those last seven days. That's huge stats. Keep uh, up with it, and you can uh, probably succeed in your league as long as you just keep grinding. That's good stuff. And I, th I think what's also, too, before I get to what I was going to say, Severin Lund here, he's from Denmark. We got we got Denmark people watching, guys. So, we appreciate you so yeah. much. Thank you. Thank, thank you so much. Tonight. This was uh, this was cool. I didn't know everyone was from different areas here, but we, we just put an X on Canada, and now we got Denmark on the list here, too. Um, so that's very cool. And I don't know what to, like, we really don't know what we're doing. Like we are good at fantasy basketball, but this is really what our, our seventh show or sixth show kind of doing some things, but it was kind of fun going through all the chat room questions and kind of just letting the chat room lead kind of the discussion and look at things. Uh, we'll try to be more prepared and I guess have more of a direction, but I think uh, this is kind of working. And uh, as far as being, you know, every Tuesday night, I think our time might change between six, six thirty, seven o'clock, but this is generally when, We'll go live, but I just want to say thank you again to, first of all, John and Drake for spending time with us tonight, but uh, also Aiden, Severin, uh, Canada Tutorials hanging out in the chat. We had Nick Q hanging out in the chat, Oscar Hecker hanging out, Calvin Tran, trying to make sure I got everybody on the list here, our guy Justin. Uh, thank you guys so much. You guys make this show a lot of fun, and we're going to keep everything coming your way. Uh, but for John, Drake, I left their Twitter descriptions in the link below. Again, thank you guys so much. We'll see you in another video. Peace. Thanks, guys. Peace.